Welcome to the Sift Spoil for Last Night in Soho. We're going to take a look at all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. For Last Night in Soho. Uh, I think we should just start with the end because I know for both of us, we talked yeah. about how that was such a big impact as far as why we ended up not liking the movie. So, you know, go off. What, like, you know, talk to me about that experience for you. No, no holds barred. You can say anything you want now. Well, when it turned out to be Madame Tyrell, I mm-hmm. was like, uh, yeah, I mean, we all of knew, course. right? That was the <laughs> obvious choice. Honestly, here's what I thought the movie was going to be. Like, oh, this is going to be the cool Edgar Wright. I thought that Anya Taylor Joy was going to be the young version of her grandmother her mm. like and you were getting she was living vicariously and it was like a cycle of like you know like going to the big city you know sure. and you know stuff like that like oh okay so it it cuz that way it could have easily tied into why she keeps seeing her mother in those mirrors and stuff that never pays off um yeah. and but when it t- turned out that uh I, I, I don't know the actress's name. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep calling her Madame Tyrell. Um, yeah, I can When it up. turned keep out going. to be her, that I was Diana like, oh, Rigg. yeah, that's Diana Rigg. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the obvious, you know, choice. I thought that you were going to be a little bit more. But then you find out that not only did she kill Matt Smith's character, which, you know, makes sense, but that she went on a murder spree mm-hmm. of yeah, killing she was a everybody. Yeah. She's a serial killer. I'm like, oh, so this entire movie that you've been conditioning me to care and sympathize and empathize with this woman who's been, you know, been through the ringer mm-hmm. is actually now worse than all the men that, you know, took advantage of her. And there's actually a line in this movie where... uh uh, Diana Rigg, I don't remember if it was Diana Rigg or Anya Taylor-Joy. Same character, obviously. But one of them says, uh, they're talking to Thomas and McKenzie, and she says, uh, I did to them what they did to me. They all deserved to die. Mm-hmm. And Thomas and McKenzie goes, yes, I know. And <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not, no, no, that's, movie. don't. That's not how evil works. Uh, yeah, that's not. It's it doesn't matter. It doesn't make it doesn't make you less evil because you do an evil thing to an evil person. Like that's that's yeah yeah. It is de- it's definitely a. I think what the movie is trying to do, if I'm giving it as is as much credit as I can, is I think the movie is trying to have us you know uh, empathize, you know, in an extreme way with somebody who has been through a lot. But I do think it muddles its messages because you're exactly right. It turns the character of empathy into also an evil person. And there's, there's no way around that. Like there's, there's, I mean, I guess you could say, okay, okay, okay. We're going to get into some deep stuff here, but there are certainly people who believe in revenge. There are certainly people who believe in the idea of it actually is okay to be terrible to someone who's been terrible to you, that it is okay that whatever level of something that somebody has done to you, that you should be able to do that to them. Um, I don't, I, I don't believe that. I that is not that is not my ethos. It's not how I was raised. It's not what I believe. I don't think it it portends for a good future for any of us if we don't learn about grace and forgiveness and the idea of being better and than the people who are mean or bad to us. Like I think you know, but this movie is 
is wholeheartedly embracing that in the the idea of revenge in some ways. It's not the first movie to do that. There are plenty of revenge films. Like that is it's like an entire genre of movie, but this wasn't the movie I, th- you know, it doesn't seem to be the same movie as the first three quarters. Like it doesn't seem to be saying yeah. the same things or you know leading us in that direction. Um, so yeah, the the choice to, to the choice to make her a serial killer is a an interesting and decent story choice if you're only thinking about the like murder mystery thriller part of things, right? Like that it's, it's, you know, there's some interest there, but if you're thinking about the themes and the impact of the message, it's a terrible choice in my opinion. So, so I mean, it negates any mental health, you know, uh, yeah. Messages that the movie has, or, you know, like, uh, the entire movie we have Thomas McKenzie's character, you know, going around seeing ghosts and stuff and these like ghosts of these men are haunting her to the point where like they start coming through the ground and like grabbing her and like, you know, holding her down and then they're like, help us. And I'm like, let her go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, It's really confused. I, you know, you've also got the fact that uh, Miss Collins character um, is, He's also killing innocent people at the end. Like, you know, they're trying to. You know what I mean? Like, she's trying to murder these two very, very innocent people. And, you know, is is that really the first time she's killed innocent people? Are we supposed to believe she'd only killed, like, terrible men who, you know, um, like, like, what are we even supposed to believe about her backstory about the, you know, from the 60s till now? Like, did she just kill all those men in the 60s and then she's just been living there? Like... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's weird that the movie doesn't feel interested in any of that stuff because the movie does. Like on a murder, like on a murder mystery thriller level, the movie is setting up clues. There's this moment early on where she mentions, you know, during the summer you'll need to plug such and such because the smell starts to, you know, rise through the house, you know, kind of thing. Well, yeah. we now know that that could be the smell of the dead bodies that are in the floorboards. Yeah. Like you know, like it, it sets up some fun, interesting clues. To that kind of stuff, but again, it just impacts the overall theme of the movie in such a negative way that it's just it's pointless. Yeah, and if we're led to believe that she's seeing ghosts, right? Like, yes, that is. I think that's what the movie is clearly telling us: is she just has she has the shining, right? Like she yeah. she has the shine. She she has the ability to see the other world. Then how does she see Sandy? Sandy's not dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she you can't see a past. ghost of somebody who's see- still alive. No, I guess she sees the past and ghosts. I don't know. She sees what the mirrors see, want to tell her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it does get very modal. And at the very end, you know, like not at the very end, but like uh, towards the end when she's in the library, she almost stabs her former roommate with those scissors. And it's never brought up and again. Then at, yeah, and at the very end of the movie, you see her going, "You're so brave. You're so brave." I'd be like, "That's the girl who tried to kill me." <laughs> the crazy girl. Why am I applauding her? You know, it's well in the fact that that's supposed to be some sort of resolution to this like absolute rival dynamic that they've set up in this movie, and then just completely gets dropped. What does that have to do with anything? What does the the female yeah. rivalry thing have to do with any of the the themes or messages that are trying to go on here? And why does it just disappear? Like it, the the movie is it just seems to have a lot of ideas that don't coalesce together in in any yeah. kind of really meaningful or powerful kind of way 
uh, because of what happens uh, at the end. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I, I will say, going back to like the predictability of it, the one thing I didn't predict, the one thing I didn't see coming because it's so out there and so ridiculous is the serial killer part of it, right? Like I didn't, I didn't see coming that that she had killed all these men. Um, I thought maybe she had killed the Matt S- Smith character, but I didn't see like the serial yeah. killer part of it coming. However, the fact that she was, you know, the the one, the fact that uh, the detective was Terrence Stamp. Um, yeah, and I like from, that. From from but from the second, just as the predictability part, from the second that that scene happens where she's like, "Oh, you're a cop or whatever," I'm like, "Oh, that's the Terrence Stamp character." I was like, you I know, didn't. that's that's not the Matt. I, I knew I knew it wasn't the Matt Smith character, and that was the only other option. This is not the kind well, of movie that presents you with yeah. something so obvious and then just lets it be the truth. So I knew well, I knew it wasn't Matt Smith, and Terrence Stamp seemed to be the only option. Initially, I thought that, like, I thought, oh, well, not that he was the cop, but like. I thought, oh, maybe it isn't uh, Matt Smith. But then uh, he had, the, I think he had the same ring that Matt Smith character did. I didn't know like the that. same ring on his finger. I was like, oh, maybe it is, you know, Matt Smith. Like maybe, maybe that was the clue that we were supposed to be picking up on this whole time. Mm-hmm. Is like whenever he grabs a mug and you see the ring, and you know, and you're like, oh, so whenever you know he took Anya Taylor Joy into that booth and they started kissing and he had his hand up and you saw the ring I was like oh okay so maybe yeah this is the easter egg that they're or the seeds that they're planting because the movie does do that mm-hmm. like there's there's a moment at the very end when we find out that Sandy is actually Miss Collins where she's going through the mail and the first time like she's just quickly going through the mail to see like to find hers you see the name Alexandria flashed a couple times and then you get to uh, Thomas and McKenzie's uh, character and you're like okay but then the movie does a double take and it goes back and just like big bold letters across the screen like uh, Alexander I'm like oh, I wish you hadn't done that I wish you would because the whole movie is like really uh, rewarding people who focus on the fine details especially like looking for characters in the background and stuff like that or like a whenever it's Thomas and McKenzie or Anya Taylor Joy you know in the mirror and stuff like that like that fine you know focus is rewarded mm-hmm. that I thought it was also going to be rewarded there but then it's like the movie's like well you yeah you, you I guess it's the big twist of the movie we kind of have to let everybody in on it so yeah yeah um do you want to talk about the quote-unquote boyfriend character now that we're in spoilers like it's just it's an interesting thing because he's kind of our i don't know if this is an insensitive way to put it but he's kind of our not all men character you know like he's he's the one that seems like a completely good guy and and i thought maybe the movie was going to make some point about there have been there have been positive changes you know since the the 60s that there are more you know men who understand the power dynamic and are you know less skeezy less gross the, and I, I thought that was kind of where we were going was the idea that it's okay to understand the things that haven't changed and to continue to try to change them. 
but also to know that things are changing, that, you know, that it's a slow process, unfortunately, but that, you know, and that that character, but then it's just like completely dropped other than she has to drag him out at the end that he gets, cause he gets stabbed. Like, I don't know. It just, it just seems like everything in this movie just falls apart at the end. Like it just yeah. doesn't know where it wants to go or what it wants to do. Can't overpower an 80 year old woman. <laughs> Can't do it. She's got those serial killer strength. Yeah. 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 Well, those tie rails are resilient, you know, so I also I <sighs> you know, I the movie also isn't clear, not that it has to be, but it just it isn't clear on how uh how much this fantasy world she's seeing is actually literally interacting with her in the real world and yeah. where it's not and, you know, what's dr- what's a dream, what's not a dream. Um, because I think for the first couple times, yeah, for the first couple times, we're supposed to believe it's a dream, but we also get the, oh, but there's a hickey on her neck. Like, and so it's like, so is she dreaming, but part of her dreams are real and have real effects or is she seeing stuff in mirrors? Like, it's just, I don't know. The rules of the world seem also very muddled and uh, when Diana Riggs uh, walks into the room upstairs at the very end to kill Thomas and Mackenzie, she sees all those ghosts, right? And mm. they like slap her and stuff. Yeah. So that's true. is it saying that it was all real? And well, yeah. then it can't be real because in the library, all those nope. other people would have seen the ghost too. Right. Nobody sees anything in the library. Right. So it's just whatever's convenient for the story. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I it's yeah it's just it's just ill defined right it's just the movie yeah. doesn't do any kind of good job of, of setting any of that up uh, and so there's nothing really to pay off with that kind of stuff uh, yeah I did yeah. I did also think about the almost stabbing her in the library kind of thing and just being like yeah nobody nobody gonna mention that again nobody gonna yeah. talk about the one time that she like almost killed a classmate um, yeah yeah and why like why like why with everything we know by the end of the movie how is she not aware in that moment that she's stepped? Like, I just, I don't under, it it goes back to, I just don't understand how things are happening or why they're happening or what's happening. So that has to be a a fault of the movie in some way. Right. Yeah. I mean, like she has to realize by that point, either she has to know she's crazy and she, she needs like mental health and stuff like that help. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it, it just, I don't see a character like that. Like mm-hmm. every single time a ghost pops up, losing their mind, and then you know running around the room, you know, causing a scene, mm-hmm. and nobody doing anything about it, nobody calling anybody or anything like that. It just happens one too many times for me to think that people are just gonna, be like, yeah. oh, there's crazy Thomason, you know, she just, you know, she sees crazy things and she runs away sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I let's we can finish with this. But you had mentioned in the the show proper about the mom and uh, you know her showing up at the beginning and end and kind of what that was about. And I think uh, I think you you rightfully understood that. I think what they're trying to do there is just set up her powers. They're just trying to set up that she has some sort of sight, you know, uh, otherworldly yeah. sight in mirrors. Um, but again, I thought it was going to be she was like schizophrenic or something, and that uh, well, I, you know, I think stress yeah. stress, uh, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's it. those are the those are the options we're kind of given at the beginning of the movie. But again, the movie doesn't do anything to really lock in what's going on in any kind of way that makes sense. So that by the end, yeah. when you see her mom in the mirror again and she smiles, you're like, "Is this a good thing? Is this a creepy yeah. thing? Is this supposed to be heartwarming? Is it like she just gets to visit her mom in mirrors now? Like what? Like yeah. was there a purpose in her mom's visiting her? Was it just that she can see into this other world? Like it? It just yeah. There's no there's no resolution on any of that stuff. And the very last shot of this movie is her turning and seeing Anya Taylor, Sandy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then she like walks up to the mirror and like they do the finger thing. And I'm like, wait, why are you, why are you like friend, you know, with this ghost woman who just well, tried no, to kill that, you? And- no, no, no. The movie is very clear on that at the other moment that I was talking about where she basically gives her a hug and, you know, and says, I understand. I love you. You know, like before she leaves her in the fire, you know. She absolutely so there there is an element where I think again, this goes back to I think the movie's ethos might just be, hey, it's okay. You know, when you've been treated poorly, uh, you get to you get to kill people and like that's you know, and so they're buddy buddy because she's like, Yeah, I totally get it. Um if I had the same thing happen to me, I'd, you know, kill a bunch of men too. And it's just like, Okay, I mean, if that's what you're saying, movie, I don't I don't know. I maybe it's just because and and you know, maybe I just can't see through my own, you know white male uh you know specs here but it just it just doesn't seem like a healthy way to interact <laughs> with the world so yeah aaron's hot take of the week murder's not cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah my hot so, take is when you yeah. kill dozens of people it should probably yeah. still be considered evil um yeah. yeah that's my hot take uh, for any you're reason so brave, whatsoever aaron you're so brave <laughs> thanks Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, All right. uh, That's going to wrap it up for the Sif Spoil. Thank you so much for checking it out. We will be back probably with spoilers on Eternals, I would guess. We would do a Sif Spoil on that. But uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.